Drew, this is Agent X, and I'm on to you. I've noticed all of your attempts to hack into our Bro surveillance system, and I'm on to you. And I have contingencies in place to prevent your unauthorized entry into our surveillance system. So should you somehow manage to get through, just know you will be dealt with. And anyone listening to this podcast, you will be dealt with too. If you want to find out the repercussions of being dealt with, then come listen to the Cointel Bro Surveillance Agency and our improv comedy podcast at www.cointelbro.net. That's C-O-I-N-T-E-L-B-R-O dot net. See you there. before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle governs the conduct of nations when we are successful and we will be we have a real chance at this new world order an order in which a credible united And we are the chosen ones. Did he really call himself the chosen one? He did that last week. He called himself the chosen one. So I decided we are the chosen ones. Chosen to bring you news and information that nobody else will. So last week, if you listened at the end of the episode, um, Drew mentioned Project Pegasus. We said we were going to cover that this week. And we are. Very interesting story. I watched some videos and kind of got myself familiar with it, but Drew's been reading and researching this for a long time. So this is going to be really interesting. We're going to jump right into it. But also last week, I I mentioned that we set up an email address, um, a temporary one at dwopodcast at gmail.com. And I said, get in touch with us if anyone's out there. And I, I mentioned that we have a lot of people in California. Well, we got an email from a listener and I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It is Sandra from Thousand Oaks, California. Hi, guys. Love the show. Even got my best friend listening now. Would love to hear you discuss alien abductions and the hybrid breeding as explained by Professor Young He Chi at Oxford University. Red is so funny. I love his song. And Nico sounds hot. LOL. (laughs) Keep up the good work. P.S. Are you guys on Twitter? So we got to get our Twitter thing yeah. set up. We'll get to that soon. Is that real, dude? That, is that real? Like, we seriously got an email? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got an email. That's insane. My mom's going to be so happy. Insane. And from California, and it's strange because, uh, you know, I was saying that uh, we have a lot of listeners in California. Oh, and since we have so many, I wasn't going to do this. I'm, I'm going to give you one little treat. And this is for Sandra because she said that she loves Red Songs and she's from California. So let me just play a song that I'm calling Dr. Red because this I've explained to you that Red has a lot of different styles and he loves California. And every once in a while, and not too often, but as a special treat, he'll give you that West Coast Dr. Dre style. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He sent me a bunch of his old songs. 
And I found one the other day. I'm gonna. I hope I clicked the right one right here. If not, I'll throw it over. Because this, this is what we do. Listen to this motherfucker. <laughs> all day. And all listen to night. It's Doctor Red. Just listen. Time's up. Pop. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> Big boy coming after you. You're looking stupid now. Laying on the floor, on the ground. Help me. Help me get up. I've been knocked down. I like this. To the ground. This is good. Look at you now. Hold up. Put your hands up. Turn around. Don't give me that look. I know where you've been. I know what you did. You're a motherfucking scumbag. <laughs> Dude, why did we not hear music this quality on the radio? <laughs> like, that, that just blows my mind. That's funny. Shout out Kelly, to Cali. See? Red's West Coast. He's nice. a West Coast motherfucker. Yeah, that's pretty okay, funny. Okay, so. Project Pegasus. Let's get right into it. I'll give you what little background I know, and then Drew's going to take over. Um, it's a man called Andrew Basiago. I have that pronounced that right, Drew? I think so, yes. Sounds close. Yeah. And he is an attorney, and he has a story um, that in the 1970s, there was a Project Pegasus, and they were using children and parents. They were teleporting and time traveling. At the time, he was only about six years old. His father, I believe, was an engineer doing some work for the government. And for some reason, Drew will remember the answer, but they had to use children in, in order to do experiments. So I've listened to the guy talk, and he's not a crazy person. Uh, he's an attorney. He's well-spoken. He, he's very interesting to listen to. But it's, um, you know, it's pretty out there. So, Drew, what was um, that other thing you said you wanted to talk about? The um, realm of possibilities? Yeah, well, in that prank call I sent you, that lady, when I was pranking her about the lizard man in the restroom that was seven and a half feet tall or whatever, and, and, and like she got defensive and just screamed or shouted or exclaimed that that's not possible and hung up. That's not possible. And I, I've just been thinking about that nonstop uh, since then. Just that those words, the mindset that you have and the reality that you cut yourself off from, by saying those words, <laughs> you're going to attract anything that you believe to be possible. I mean, in my opinion, there are no, there's nothing that's not possible, you know? Anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I will be honest. This is, um, I'm definitely skeptical about this, um, but I, you know, it's, well, it's not I find it interesting. Um, I'm willing to listen. I find it interesting. And, you know, the, what's the one expression they say is uh, an extraordinary claim does need extraordinary evidence. Mm -hmm. but without a doubt, it's definitely something worth exploring and listening to for nothing else, just to open your mind and, and say maybe. And, and that, keep that in mind. Like we've talked about some strange stuff on this platform and I'm not either going to subscribe or deny what Mr. Basiago is saying, who I was very close to getting on this show. Very, very close. Uh, and maybe we can at some point. But just keep in mind, 
your very nature of like what you have been taught, everything you believe is about to be shattered, or at least I'm going to propose the idea that might shatter that. So let's get into this. And then Nico, I will answer uh, the question about the children. But first, I'm just going to go over one more quick thing about the realm of possibility. The cell phone was patented in the early 20th century. Uh, the Baltic Sea anomaly. What is that? What is the West Coast seabed anomaly? What are the lights on Ceres? And why are they still on? Uh, what are the structures on the moon? What is the shard tower? What is the cable? A 20-kilometer mile tower on the moon. Why was the moon nuke, uh, nuked in, what, the 70s or 60s or 70s? And it rang like a bell for three hours. Who built the moon? The book analyzes the statistical data and inconsistencies of the relationship between the moon, uh, the sun, and earth. And by all means and research, they indicated that it should not be there. It, I mean, the, the realm of possibility when it comes to Project Paperclip and how the CIA and the United States government uh, gave Nazi war criminals new identities and brought them to America in Operation or Project Paperclip and put them to work at NASA. The mysteries of Peru's Nazca carvings in the sheared off mountaintop. These carvings on the, in the land that can only be seen from space, built several thousand years ago. The realm of possibility. There are no, nothing that's off limits in this universe because everything is possible. The strategy that these people, the authoritarian force, they, they cannot live. They stand no chance to advance their agenda without control. Throughout history, we have seen overt dictatorships and empires offer options which oppose each other's principles on the surface yet bow to the same master. It's a war, but the war is not about bullets or generals, militaries. It's about they want your perception. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to get right into this in just a second, but that's what they're after. So keep that in mind. They aim to contain your awareness about self and our place in the world in a small, isolated bubble, therefore allowing you to tell other people that's not possible. All right, generation after generation continuing the lie as each generation repeats the false perceptions to the next, and the lie exponentially becomes ingrained into the fabric of society. We are against these, I would use the word magicians very accurately, who have hundreds, no, thousands of years re reapplying lie after lie in order to cry nonsense when a monumental surge of truth rises to the surface. One way that I always try to like get myself thinking about this is um, every morning when I get up, I ask myself, what the hell? Why is it that I believe what it is by belief? Why do I like the chiefs? Why is it that I do and resonate to these certain things in life? Where did those principles come from? And why were they repeated to me? And when you do that, it's fascinating. Sometimes you don't like the answer to it every time. But um, traditions often disallow any sort of evaluation as to the rationale or lack thereof for why we do what we do. I, I remember used to go to my grandma's house, and but nobody ever went in the front door. And one day when I was 12 or 13, I asked my mom, why do people walk in the front door? And she didn't have an answer for me. She said, I don't know. I've never thought about it. This is just how everybody enters the house. So apply that mentality to our current situation. And it's quite obvious that if my family can be trained into consistently entering from the same door through repetition without an inquisitive awareness or perception, then it is obviously you know, blatant that our species has been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and tricked into repeating the narrative between uh, us and the man. But the problem is the man doesn't represent women and men at all. The man has been hoodwinked by the force. I often call it distortion. And we call it distortion to talk about in this show. So having said that, Andrew Basiago, the reason they use children, he says they use children for five reasons. They had mental effects and physical effects 
that wouldn't harm them as much as it would adults when they were sending through these quantum leaps or quantum tunnels, as I'll explain. Uh, they were necessary participants because the hologram produced the chron- – what do they call them, Nico? There's a term they call these guys, chronovots. Uh, chrono it's, – it's, 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 it's a crazy term. It's like an astronaut, mm, but you basically – It means – tele- yeah, the person that's actually teleporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a name for it. I don't know. I forget it. He talks about the reason – another reason children were used. He calls them the, the term tabula rasa, which means they are blank slates whose perceptions are not skewed by the selection bias produced – by their previous experiences. And also... Now, when they did, uh, if I remember correctly, they did the teleporting back up. His story is that he was involved in teleportation and time travel. Yeah, both. And, but, but when he did the teleporting, his father did go with him, right? Yes. He, he acted as a, a bridge or something, yes. Once. He, he went a couple of times, right? I know with the teleporting, I didn't get, I didn't get through all of his information. I know the first time he teleported, his father went with him. But I think when he... Supposedly time traveled, I believe at that point he was. So I, I guess I should mention. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray, go ahead. Well, there's a picture of him, right? At Gettysburg, That's yeah. That's back. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So yeah. yes. uh, I should say, Mr. Basiago claims that he was a part of a, a DARPA project, a, a black budget project that was run by DARPA. They had all the creative scientific control over it. It was highly classified. Um, it was a time, a time machine and a teleportation device. He has evidence that he shows that shows uh, he claims is a picture of him at the Gettysburg Address. Um, Lincoln's not in the photo, uh, but there's a boy in the photo. Some people claim that there's one man in the distance you see from the back, and some you can't tell for sure. Some people think that that might be Lincoln, huh. and you can't really say for it, sure. You know, yeah. it's from the back of him. In the story, he says right before this Gettysburg photo was taken, he had just arrived shortly before. What they do. So the teleportation station is somewhere in California, he claims. He says that the time stuff can be – this quantum tunnel can be sort of created uh, at different military facilities throughout the country. But but the way I interpret it – Nico, you read, you guys tell me. It's like they set up a simulation, like some sort of quantum simulation that he goes in and interacts because everything is held on the Akashic Records, everything – the Akashic records exist. That was my thought too. It was it was some sort of you know unit or something like an MRI machine or something that he went into. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh-huh. so it's just these these two tubes or tunnels or however you explained it. It was just plugged into a regular outlet. So if he gets in this machine, so you're saying he's not really going anywhere? That's that's the what how I interpret it. I see it like he steps into this port, this bubble or portal. Because here's my question with time travel. Let's say you need a machine. You dump through this machine, and you end up in Gettysburg. Okay, now he's in Gettysburg, right? We have that picture of him. There's no machine there. How do you get back? Uh, there's it's a wormhole. Well, well, you're in a portal. There's a portal, you're that, yeah. You're, you're in that tunnel. He says, that, but he, he claims they know. He needs the machine to, that, that, that's a question that's never answered. Everyone. He needs the machine to get there. But if you're in the machine and you're part yeah. of this simulation. So he's not actually leaving. He's just in the machine and he's seeing it's like, that. Yeah, time. it's like a virtual, like he's in this like area that the simulation, the projection is uh, manifest in front of him. And right. because of the quantum physics and the quantum realm or whatever, and interesting, there's a quantum realm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe too. Because, because they say 
You have to jump through this machine. You yeah. have to do it at a certain speed. Otherwise, you know, so I picture well, you have to jump through. You have to jump back. And out. of course, you guys know there's other projects. There's There's been oh, many yeah. other projects, you know, like yeah. the and, Philadelphia one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Which it, is pretty sick. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah he, he talks about that also. And, uh, and well, we could spend like some people have that wrong. And there's we could yeah. spend hours talking about the difference between quantum tunneling, near light speed, the warp drive, faster than light, time warped field. I mean, this is what the, the United States government and the CIA, this is what they're doing with our money. They're just, oh, totally. you know, this yeah. is what they're, they're trying to. So here, here's <laughs> another question. And, and, and I'm going to be the skeptic in this because this is an extraordinary claim. Now, he says that they did this and he knows who all the some reason the government wanted to know who the future presidents are going to be. He says he's now actually running for president. He says he will win either the presidency or the vice presidency uh, sometime between 2016 and 2028. OK. Has he ever made a prediction beforehand about a president? I'm not sure. Has he ever made a prediction about a president before? He talks well. Mm. The old, so he talks about Obama and how he worked with Obama on the project. Right, but he talked about that when after Obama was already yeah, president. See, that's the thing. Didn't I thought he predicted he was going to win presidency in 2016? I googled. Did he ever? Because well, when maybe yeah. maybe when it was halfway through the I googled. Did he ever make any predictions? This that looking through right. the videos. And there's you telling me if you're going to tell me you know the future right make, make a prediction yeah for you yourself know, you gotta give me some evidence other than a picture that could be anybody right a kid, a kid does look a little out of place i get that okay fine but it does look similar to him when he was a little kid now this picture this picture is for real i mean how do we know the picture is authentic it's actually in the archives right. okay so, so it is it is an old picture yeah. so you know he may have seen this picture and then decided to say that's hey, me that fucking kid kind of looks like me. And here's yeah. I don't the know. thing about Mars. Like Mr. Basiaco was one of the very first people to talk about Cydonia, which is the face on Mars. I mean, long before Richard Hoagland was talking about it. So he had information about this, the city on Mars, the face on Mars, Cydonia. If you guys haven't ever seen that, there it's a it's an art of is I don't know what it is, but somebody built that. Another like a big aspect too is Donald Rumsfeld because Donald Rumsfeld he claims was a part of this project, Project Pegasus in the 70s. Donald Rumsfeld used this project. Uh, Mr. Basiago claims he saw moving images of the World Trade Center uh, being hit by an object or coming down in the 70s using this technology. And that Donald Rumsfeld and the powers that be used that technology as a way to make it happen. So they... See, this is it, it, it's far out there. He saw that it was going to happen. So it's already going to happen. So he just did it. So then they make it happen. And he doesn't tell about this until after. See, this is the thing. If the government knew 9-11 was going to happen, would they try to stop it? Can you? And there's all these paradigms of messing with the future. And time travel. You know, we love it. It's interesting. It's crazy, right? Um, I mean, but can it really happen? Now, there are ways of kind of getting into the future. I call myself a theoretical physicist because I can watch this shit on TV and listen to it all day. I don't really understand how any of it works, but I know you can theoretically travel into the future, uh, but you can't get back. And you can do that by traveling at the speed of light. Your time slows down. So in other words, you would have to get in a ship, travel close or close to the speed of light. And if you did that for a thousand years, 
only maybe, you know, 20 years, I'm just making up numbers, 20 years passes for you. You travel at the speed of light for 20 years, come back here, a thousand years has passed. No way to get back. Yeah. You now traveled into the future, but I don't know. And and all the physics that I listen to as far as in this universe or this realm that we're in right now, and there could be other universes with different laws of physics, but the laws of physics as we understand them right now, any type of wormhole that theoretically could be made would need so much energy. Yeah. Uh, and that is the problem. On Earth. And yeah. they're talking about doing this in the 70s and plugging it into an outlet. And th- these are just some of the points that, that I'm skeptical of, because this is... What about the heart facility in Alexa? That energy could be taken from the outlet and then transformed. It, it, you know, let's keep in mind that trans- Te- Tesla was killed for his... Like, Tesla found out how to get power from the electromagnetic you know, spectrum. That's why Tesla was killed. The, 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 what do they call them? The yeah, Tesla that's, coils? That's what they say. They say that that free energy thing, and you hear a lot about the free energy, but again, that one's tough for me because there's so many scientists out there and so many people all over the world researching and doing studies, and it, it'd be hard for me to imagine that they could keep squashing that. And- and nobody now what and i watch videos of, I, I see things you know this guy says he can do it this guy says he can do it you know but it just never actually gets out now there. wait what is that one explain i don't know that one uh, zero point energy there's been well first of all tesla said that he would be able to transfer transmit energy and electricity without wires and there's also theories that you could get energy right from the electromagnetic field, right. which is basically like free energy. Right, which is right which off is, the earth. Yeah, the poles. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which some people call zero point energy. And you hear about these things all the time. People say it gets squashed, but it never happens. Right. And I understand. Look, you know, I always say, what is the benefit? Well, what is the benefit? They want to control this world. Oil yeah. and energy yeah. is, is a is source of power. Massive money. Yeah. But and then money, again, yeah. and then again, Solar and wind and all of that is, yeah, they're pushing back on yeah. it. They're, loading they're it pushing up. back as hard as they can, but it's only a matter of time. There are some countries now, like those friggin' bastards in Denmark, they, have, they are uh-huh. running on 100% renewable energy. Yeah, exactly. Hey, here's, yeah. they actually asked him this question, Nico. If Project Pegasus knew about 9-11 before it would happen, why wasn't 9-11 prevented from occurring? That's a good question. What I know is that it was the consensus of the U.S. officials administering Project Pegasus that information about future events should be used to engage in contingency planning for future events, but not to play God and change the future by preventing or altering future events. A paradox exists, right. such as acting to change the future events based on prior knowledge uh, of them results in diminished accurate knowledge of future events. So there's an institu- institutional reluctance to change future events based upon prior knowledge of them because the impact of doing so would... Uh, quality intelligence database concerning future events. Right, because then you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Like, let's say we went back and we killed Hitler and Hitler never happened. Sounds great. Okay, but maybe we don't never have that whole European alliance and, and all well, all this peace, this peace for the last 70 years since then. Yeah, but wouldn't and some... Just maybe, maybe something worse happens. You know, you really don't know. Some crazy bastard, if this is possible... The same way they want to jump on a plane and hijack or blow us up or this and that, they're going to hijack this this uh, you know technology. Well, you if know? They had a, a person that developed this technology and on their own. Well, not on their own, but they're working in the field. They're a military guy. They're you know 
They go crazy. They say, you know what? I'm going to fucking time port and fuck something up. We, the people well, that have know, access to a project like this, I mean, we're talking highly, I know, highly top compartmentalized. And highly Baron Trump. Donald Trump, the time yeah, traveler. Baron Trump. There you go. <laughs> uh, and dude, like, you, you talk about Rumsfeld. Yeah, he would be the him. one. Yeah. He would be like, I'm, I'm going, going in this machine. I don't give a fuck. I'm not listening to them. I'm going I'm in the machine and I'm going back. And he comes back. And I'm going to buy that land. I'm buying Vegas up cheap. Yeah. You know? What a fucking psycho. <laughs> uh, Rumsfeld, like, okay, Rumsfeld is. Rumsfeld, if you there's some pictures of Rumsfeld's eyes that make you think like, oh, that looks like a fucking lizard. So if Rumsfeld had access to this technology in the 70s, whatever they were speaking to on the other side, I mean, it could have been a, it could have been one of infinite universes. It could have been one of infinite. My guess is it's a, it was a consciousness. That's because something like I said, the Akashic records are real. They exist. It's everything. The future, past, the present exists. You know. I've actually seen them on LSD. I swear to God. That's well, crazy. these chemicals seem to open up different realms. Yeah. They so, do. yeah, I mean, we, right. I encourage people go read about Project Pegasus because there's so much, like, there's just so much to the story. Now, and now Pegasus just happened with Obama, you're telling me? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, no. he claims. No, I mean, no. Um, I mean, Bush. No, Project Pegasus. It was a long time it, ago. Yeah. It was in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying a bunch of, ch- it was all children. Yes, I know that. It was that. A, yeah. 140 yeah. children. Yeah, because he, they got less claimed, effects. Yeah, he yeah. claims that Obama was one of the children. And Obama was informed of his destiny as a boy. And it's interesting because oh. Zbigniew Brzezinski had okay. a tremendous amount of uh, impact on Obama. There were these people in Obama's life that kind of like, well, it's like they're his, his mentor. Like it cert- right. When you look at his path, Bill Clinton too, it's like yeah. that was his destiny, you know? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, but, I mean, uh, there's so much. There's just a lot to the story. They call them chronovision, like to have a chronovision. Right. So by by 2028, we will know because the one prediction he did make is that he will become either president or vice president by 2028, and he that's prediction he made. Mm-hmm. If he knows the future presidents, yeah. Now I look at where this guy is polling, and with this story. But wait a minute, he's running. This yeah. guy's running right now. Yeah, yeah, he's running for president. Which guy yeah. is it? It's Andrew yeah. Basiago. You won't even hear about him. If you go on the internet and, and research, which I did. I know it of said it, he was running, yeah. but I'm like, wait a minute. He's not. And you'll find a list of uh, how many did you say it was true? A couple of hundred people that you've never heard of that are running. So, oh, really? Chance, one of these people winning has got to be like a million to one. So if this guy somehow does become president or vice president, then then I'm all in. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! That's the extraordinary evidence that I'm looking oh, for. Oh, if I see that, then... I tell you what, guys. Let Let's just take a two second break. But we are going to pick this up right here because uh, we we have a a lot more with Project Pegasus. Ladies and gentlemen, Anchor. You want to start a podcast? You want to be part of the podcast revolution? A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All you have to worry about with Anchor is producing the podcast. They'll distribute it. They'll find you sponsors. They'll give you transition music, bumper music, whatever you need. Everything you need to make your own podcast. 2019 and 2020 are the years of the podcast. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. That's Anchor dot F-M to get started We'll see you there. 
Yes, hi, how are you today? Good, and you? I'm okay. Um, I was in your store last week with my family. My brother, Bilo, we sent him to the restroom, and he came back uh-huh. He came back from the restroom, and he told us that he saw a, a half-human, half-reptile man, a lizard man, in your restroom. Is the, have you had any other complaints about that, or anything? anybody say anything? It is about a, a, a half man, half lizard, a lizard man in your men's restroom. I have no idea what you're talking about. No. Okay. Yeah. He he said that he was really big. He's like seven and a half feet tall. He looked like a, a lizard. He had scales. He said he was ugly as hell. Um, no better looking I than. Say, that's, that's not possible. <sighs> there you go. It is possible. That's not possible. <laughs> I, I wanted to call her back and say, hey, you should listen to my podcast. Okay, so let's pick right back up where we were on Project Pegasus. And what does he say about life on Mars? Uh, he says that he was teleported to Mars and he came face to face with a gray in a blue, like, I don't know, a suit or something. Uh, he says that there is life on Mars, that there are people that currently inhabit Mars. Mars, from what I can gain from, I don't know, uh, David, I don't know if David Childress talks about it. Basiago seems to indicate, and the vibe I get is that Mars is like an elite. So Mars is an elite, uh, an elite class. Okay. So, so he must've had a, uh, a spacesuit on when he did well, this. It, in the teleportation, he says, talks about this like liquid plasma, this thing, this, this weird plasma suit comes over you. You stand in this weird room. It's the jump room. It's somewhere in California. I can't remember where. I'll have to look that up real quick. Yeah, the jump yeah. room. Yeah. And this yeah. weird, it's yeah. like Galaxy Quest, the movie, when Tim Allen's in that thing and this weird plasma comes over him and it just shoots like. What the movie's so, based off. So when he's there, he's, he can see it, but he's not really like there. In other words, he doesn't need a suit. He's, he's more of um. I would say that he's actually transporting because his mu- his matter. Uh, well, if they took a picture of him, his matter has to be there. Somebody yeah. took a picture of him there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where the difference between time control, matter transport, tech. Vi- I mean, all these different capabilities that they can use, or that are theoretical quantum mechanics and physics and stuff like right. that. Now, now, this life on Mars. Are they living? I mean, I mean, I've heard of people saying that there's life underground on Mars. Is he saying right on the surface? Oh, like dude, just... I've got some. I'm on. And there's actual buildings. Dude, skyscrapers, highways, airports. I, I, my, last night I had to sit here for like 10 or 15 minutes. I was on MarsAnomalyResearch.com. Uh, but we have, we have scientists all over the world, right, using telescopes and stuff. And we have satellites up there taking pictures of Mars. And we have rovers there. And none of them see that rovers that put like send us back grainy images that are heavily brushed and altered and and i know it's a big planet they're only landing in one little area NASA stands for never a straight answer like i now wait is mars is mars as big as earth 
fairly similar. Are they? They're fairly similar. Oh, oh, they're similar. Yeah. And the, the temperature on Mars, you know, in a daily range, if you're near the equator, it's like negative 80 to negative 200 degrees Fahrenheit at night. It gets up to about 80 degrees okay. uh, around noon, you know. Uh, okay. That's what they tell us. Is it possible when he went to Mars that he was time traveling? Because now I believe that Mars definitely could have been inhabited one day. Mars used to have a magnetic field. This is known. It definitely used to have a magnetic yeah. field. It was a lot like Earth. The magnetic field deteriorated, and then the radiation comes in, yeah. and it blows away the atmosphere. And that's why exactly. it's no longer – unless there could still be some microscopic life under Earth, down in ice, things like that. Um, you know, so maybe – and that's when they talk about, you know, we came from Mars, and my, life on Earth may have come from Mars, which is very possible – even from what is that transpermia? Mm-hmm. I think they call it right. Something hits Mars, a little speck of thing comes, travels, a rock flies through space, lands in here, a couple of microbes, and things start all over again. Maybe Mars, maybe they left Mars. It was an advanced civilization, and they traveled Dude, here they're, they're, yeah. at that time when they were starting to lose their atmosphere. Exactly. Maybe they were like us, and they fucking destroyed their planet, like we're about to. So maybe when he went there and he saw this stuff. Maybe he was a million years back. Also, you know, they were victims of trauma-based mind control. And one of the techniques uh, of trauma-based mind control is heavily – did they drug him? Did they torture him? I mean, he was a victim of mind control, and he talks about that too. There's so many aspects. We do know – and these, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and some of them we now know are true because they eventually get released as true. And we do know that back in this time – what was it? 60s, 70s, right? 50s, 60s, 70s – where the government was playing with mind control on people. Definitely, we were giving, yeah. We were giving, and this is admitted, yeah. it's released. Yeah. They were giving people LSD, mm-hmm. trying to do mind control and see if they can get a population to believe. They were experimenting with everything. Time. And you know the Montauk Project, right? In Montauk, mm-hmm. Long Island, that was, that was another teleportation thing. That was involved with the Philadelphia because kids, they were bending time is what it is. They bend time. And you can actually go there, Nick. Some kids were there. I was watching on a video on YouTube. It's an old Air Force base, but now you can go there. And, you know, you've probably been there, right? It's Well, I've been to, like, the um, just where the military people lived. I, I okay. went out there. Now it's abandoned, and kids have busted into it, and there's a big, ra- huge radar tower, you know, because we thought, we thought Russia was going to bang us there. I'm going to plug a few YouTube channels. Uh, Chris with Mars Anomalies and Beyond. This guy ded- has dedicated his life. He's phenomenal. He knows all the tricks and trades of Photoshop. All he does is change the contrast, the uh, exposure. He brings out the anomalies and the fudge marks that NASA is attempting to hide. And when he, I mean, he, this guy's, dude, he has 40 minute videos. I've watched a lot of his videos. But when you look at these photos, one time you said that Mars was actually green Dude, yeah. right now. And, Can I share and my screen it. with you guys? Because I'd like to show you some forests on Mars. I'm on, uh, this is Bibliocapades. These are photos taken from JPL, NASA. And remember, those photos, it's just information. When they send the information back from the satellites, whatever, they're just reconstructing binary code. So the, these, these photos right. are not altered or anything, but look at this. So what is that, a road? It, looked, it looks like, to me, it looks like shrubbery. Uh, that's vegetation. Shrubbery here, trees. Yeah, trees there. Yeah, vegetation. Absolutely. What is it? That looks like a forest to me. Pine trees. That's zoomed way in. Is that what that is? Well, he's zooming in more and more. 
that looks like a forest. And this this is right the South Polar Cap. What website is this again? So- it's B I B L I O T E C A P L E Y A. I don't know how to say that. Bibliotech a plate. Good lord. B uh there's some more. Here, yeah. this is inverted. And see that's the that's one of the tricks they use is they'll fucking invert this to make it look like that's the sky or it's it's you know, not where it right. is. You turn it over and it looks like a forest. It's very, very strange. Here's some more stuff. He's saying this is a waterfall right here. The scale of that is a 74 miles. So the width is, uh, that's a big, that's a big area that they're photographing. There are thousands of these photos online. It's just, it's mind blowing. That's where, if anybody's interested on what's happening on Mars or who's on Mars, start with Cydonia or the face on Mars. It's a huge, massive structure. And then you can kind of branch out, go to Mars Anomalies and beyond on YouTube. You can go deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Ceres has all kinds of anomalies. Huh. There's lights. There are lights emanating from beneath the surface on Ceres. Saturn rings. What are the vehicles that are thousands of miles in length? The, the rings. rings. Why, yeah. why are these vehicles making these rings on Saturn? What are those vehicles? We'll have to talk about the Saturn rings next. All right, so just yeah. give give the name of that website Mars one more time. Anomaly. M a r m a r s a n o m a l y r e s e a r c h dot com. That is hard to spell like that. All right, yeah, I, re- I recommend people go there and check it out. Want you want to take a quick two second break? We'll come back. We'll do current events Knowledge and news. For and- you from Mister Drew. Knowledge for you from Mister Drew. Mister Drew brings some knowledge for you. Miss Nico and Red and the Professor and Herbert Walker Bush and Ted Apple. Nixon, Yoda, and a lot other of plethora of people. Knowledge for you from Mr. Drew. Okay, fine. Let's just fucking start. You're tuned to, I don't know, the, the Drew World Order. What a clever name. What a clever name, Drew World Order. Red's got a couple of news stories to do. I just wanted to um bring up one. We were talking... Uh, we did a whole episode a few weeks ago on Epstein, and you might remember recall that I, would, I was saying that it was the um, Southern District of New York, and it was the Corruption Division, and I believe that they might be going after something else. Well, I'm sure everybody's always heard of the Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is a large bank. They've got a real shady pass. They've been involved. They were fined, I believe, $500 million for doing money laundering with Russia. They're also involved in a large lawsuit right now in Germany. I believe it's for the same thing, more money laundering, another couple of billion dollar suit going on over there. So we're talking big, big money. Uh, Ironically, this is also part of the Trump case where this is, we all know that Trump, uh, no banks in New York would lend Trump money anymore because he had gone bankrupt a few times and he basically destroyed his credit with every bank. But Deutsche Bank was the one bank that for some reason has always continued to give him loan him hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So I was watching a report the other night. They were talking about the case in Germany where Germany is now going after Deutsche Bank. And what name came up for shady dealings? Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's the corruption division that deals with the banking, this, that. But they said listed in that suit was Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. I heard I heard about that. We're talking hundreds of billions of dollars. So 
Just wanted to mention that real quick. And uh, Goldman Sachs is a 13% owner in Deutsche Bank. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's their shady division. Yeah, that's for sure. They do all the illegal stuff there, so if they have to close the door, they could just close yeah, the fucking door. I'm business and making off your camera <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we got some other news here. So we may get some of these answers for Mars real soon, okay? In February 2021, we're landing a rover on Mars, and it's going to be a little helicopter. Really? A copter this time, A copter, huh? yeah, helicopter. I guess like a drone. I, I don't think it, you know... Yeah. But it's going to be. We had a, we had another rover on Mars years ago that was was only supposed to last. I just make up numbers. Right. But it was only supposed to last like six months or something, and this son of a bitch went for like years. And then uh, it would get dust on the panels, and it went down. And then it must have been like a windstorm or something. And all of a sudden, the thing came back online, and that one was really successful. A helicopter. They can move around a lot quicker. Where are they sending it? They're sending it to a, the exact same location that they sent a previous one. It's like they're looking at something there. They are looking at something. Yeah, there. yeah, they are looking at something. That's what I'm looking at here. They they're looking at something. It, it, they can retarget points with this. They can go back to places. They can they can right. get into it's very accurate. That's what that's all they're saying. That's all they They need water. They need to find ice. Yeah. Or you need some kind of an energy source, some kind yeah. of something, so that then uh, even hydrogen, yeah. something where you could make water. These would be the first things to look for if you wanted to go and start establishing a base. We should just call Matt Damon and send him up there because that movie was really good, The Martian. Mm. Uh, you know? <laughs> okay, well, I was just going to say, like, what we were talking about earlier, I live in Kansas, and if I'm driving down the highway and I see a bunch of Kansas road signs, but then I see mountains around me everywhere, something's not right, you know? So all we're saying right. to people is don't be afraid or nervous. Be like, um, I don't think that we're in Kansas. Like, you're obviously not in Kansas, uh, and it's okay to say that. That's why these people continue to get away with this shit because nobody's willing to say. But on the other hand, if you were to slip some LSD in my cup, Take me from New York and drop me in Kansas. You would. You could probably convince me I was on Mars. Really? Well, I know a place I could definitely. I don't even have to give you LSD. I can take you to Wyoming. Okay. And you will. I could just drive you there straight up. You don't even need to smoke any weed. And you'll think you're on fucking Mars. Red, you look like you're yeah. on Mars right now. I, I know. So, all right. So, we got. Also, we got. Um, the Philadelphia Project. I just wanted to bring that up. It was something I looked into recently, and I know we discussed it a little bit today. Is this the first time you heard about that? No, I heard. I I looked into this a little bit ago, and then the, I saw the Pegasus, and I didn't check it out until Drew had sent me something. So, and and then it kind of connected because it was tele teleportation. I was like, oh wow, it's all the the documentary I was watching on Andrew Basiago. He he mentioned the Philadelphia experiment. Yes, he said it was actually in the Long Island Sound, right? Because it was related to Montauk, right. and I don't know, but they were working on it at the same time in Long well, that Island. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, because he did say he goes, you know, a lot of the reports you hear are wrong. He goes, and there wasn't a bunch of people fused into yeah, the I whole ship, but there was one guy. That part of his body got left behind, or he did get one person did get impaled, yeah. and it was actually in the Long Island Sound. Only on this platform would we talk about the Philadelphia Project as a second tier to the because you know that's like the vanilla of our kids. <laughs> tell your friends about the show; exactly. you're going to learn a lot. And don't say any of this in public unless you want to be criticized. We welcome exactly. it. Exactly. Then they scrapped the ship. 
You know, you'd think they would have kept that shit. Nah, it's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's what they said when yeah. they were scrapping it. Like, nah, it's dog shit. You know, just scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, I got an update on the alien stock coming up real soon. It's pretty much. Yeah. They did get permitted now, right? Because I read it just a week or so ago. I saw an article and it said the town denied the permit. Yeah. And, then, and then I heard you tell me that, uh, no, it's on now. It's on now. So I don't know what kind of axe he's going to have. But I did get in touch with what I did was I joined a Facebook group of alien stock of people. And I have one guy that's going there. But I've been messaging him on Facebook. And I'm going to try and get him on the phone and talk to him. Maybe get him on live and do a little interview from somebody that's actually there. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Man on the ground, you know. Now, you know those people at Area 51, those guards are like, just bring it. You know, just wait, just hoping, hoping that anybody keeps coming so they can. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it, it's, it's definitely. It's not what the event is now. The event is more of uh, a mm-hmm. festival now. But you know there's going to be some people that are like, you know, they're going to eat some mushrooms and, and then be like, let's go storm <laughs> that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to get shot because. They're not going to get very no. far. No, oh, they're going to. If I were the guards working there, I would just put on a green suit when I came and picked them up, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> pull up. If, if you are going <laughs> you know? to storm it, I wouldn't do that, but I'd probably. Honestly, I think they moved all the stuff now. Huh. Now that they made it, you know, acknowledged it, I think that the aliens are gone. They got them in a new place. We got a new high tech place. Even if they had stuff there, okay, it nobody is getting in. No. No. Like, even if you got into a building, don't think that, that if they have anything like that, it's not over, underground with a sealed no, wall. Where you I talked one time about, um, I don't want to say names, but that person in my family who worked for the CIA shortly when he was young, he said he went to a building one time, uh, a couple of times, and he would go in this building and he'd go down the hallway and he would go through, you know, you go down this way, you make a right and you go through these doors, boom. You get to know the building because you're there every day. Well, one day he went there and he goes down the same hallway where he always is. And there's always a set of doors on his left. And he goes, I go there one time and it's gone. <laughs> some days the door was there and some days it wasn't. That's fucked up. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucked up. And this is just in a building where people work. Yeah. Which is like, that's one thing I could tell you. And I won't say where, but like yeah. you would go in this building, you'd go down this hallway every day. And sometimes there was a door on the left and sometimes and it was look untouched. You know, yeah, so we were talking last week about everything is underground. So there could be one of those large hangers could have a door oh, underground. There's no it way. could be I fucking can... miles underground. You're not, get, you're not getting in. But hey, so I, I would still love to go storm it just Maybe, for fun. Oh, man. I bet it is fake. I bet, it, I bet they just spend millions of dollars to like push people there, like just to think that it's something real is happening there. But they got Dolce and Area 52, Area 53, all those other ones, you know? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's, prob- there's definitely new places. And they're going to start coming up. We're going to start... If this takes off, I may go because I was telling you how I'm I'm definitely going to Burning Man one day. Right. Burning Man is the last week of August. This is if they do this every year, it's only two or three weeks later, mm. two weeks after. That'd be a great trip. Go out there, do a week of Burning Man. You need an OV. I don't know if I can handle a week of Burning Man, Dick. <laughs> oh, I could. And then spend a week, relax, go sightsee, whatever, and then. Go. Yeah, you'd probably need a week of recuperation yeah. between Burning Man and Alien Stock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A week of because then you Man. just start to weave them. You're like, oh, what's happening? You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's pretty mellow. You don't got to go crazy every day. What happens <laughs> if you want to go crazy every day? I, every mean, other day? I mean, if you have an RV, you could just chill. You yeah. know, that's uh, the way to do it. Definitely. Then we could broadcast the show right out of there live. Now you're talking. That's a five-year plan, Nico. I have four things. Philosophy, real quick. The four, the four agreements. 
here, here's a solution. Here's a way that you can help improve yourself and improve the world. The four agreements. A very wise person uh, led me to these. Number one, don't assume anything. Number two, don't take anything personal. Number three, uh, be impeccable with your word. Number four, always try your best. If you live by those four agreements day in, day out, and I don't. I, I fail often and a lot. But if you try to look at life through that prism, I find that these four agreements are of great benefit. I love them. Amen. Amen. Send us more emails. We'll read them on the air. We'll get us some ideas. It's DWO podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Check it out. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. Subscribe. Hey, guys, I just got here. What are we doing? Are we starting? Ah, shit. What's over?